This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Live from the Accessible Media Studios, this is Kelly and Ramya. Entertainment, lifestyle, and great conversation. It's AMI's on-air community, and everyone's invited. Good Thursday afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us on Kelly and Ramya. I'm Ramya Amadin. Kelly McDonald here. And he's in London, Ontario. I'm in Toronto, Ontario, and we are getting into the start of this two-hour program. We call it, you know, afternoon, lifestyle, entertainment, arts, culture. Pretty much a little bit of important and fun about today is we are announcing the what? winner of... I sound like the promo. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. great. It was a great throwback. We never planned that. <laughs> uh, but we are going to be announcing it, so stick around for the entire show because we're doing it at the end. That's just... You know, it's just good promotion. And um, do you get excited? I do get excited. I always get excited announcing um, winners, winners to things on our show. Yeah. I even think though the, we know it's not us. Right. Well, oh, even though. But I, I think when I ever wanted to get into broadcasting, that was the thing that I thought would be the greatest. Love the tune in when they were giving somebody something. And and and, and egotistically enough, it had nothing to do with the, ah, oh, my God, I'm going to fade. I won. <laughs> it had to do with how how would I deliver this? I'm calling to let you know that you yeah. won a prize. You know, that yeah. was it was all about me, of course, giving uh, it away. I love <laughs> hearing uh, personalities, radio personalities do it. I don't watch too much TV, but uh, radio, like morning shows and all these different things Ross mm-hmm. and Mocha on Kiss 92.5 when they announce it it's just a hoot it's so fun it's so entertaining but yeah we yeah. get a chance to do that and the Tempur-Pedi contest we closed on February 8th so it wasn't that long ago and I'm sure everyone's anxiously waiting those who applied to find out if they're getting that queen size as a pro adapt mattress so we'll find out today let's find out also what's coming up on today's show here's the lineup Mamalidi is coming on. Uh, she's from kitchenconfession.com and she's talking about olive oil. Everything we need to know about it. The good, the bad, and all the in-between. Do you say that's one of your favorite things to work I with do. in the kitchen? I do. Uh-huh, okay. Well, folks, also, sea shanties have had a little bit of a surprising revival in the past few years. We discuss further with Christine Malik. Because it's a Thursday, we also include our weekly roundtable conversation. This is facilitated by Kelly McDonald. And the guest for today, one of our favorite recurring guests on the roundtable, is Mark Phoenix. We're going to talk to him on a variety of topics. So, Kels, it's, of course, Black History Month uh, in 2023. We are looking at how we can take part in Black History Month and really for those of us, especially those of us who don't identify as being black, uh, how to take part in the conversation and learn a little more than we knew last year or last time we checked in and more about our communities and our diversities and our histories. And I'm thinking that we could spend a couple minutes talking about books in this regard. I think that books are just the most obvious and very sincere way of taking part in the conversations. Reading a book um, by an author or a book that's trending or a book that was recommended to you in these contexts of for Black History Month or to honor black authors or talk black stories. And I wanted to ask you first, before I I mention um, one or two of the books that I 
enjoyed in the past and something that I'm looking forward to reading this year. Uh, for you, anything that comes to mind if you were to recommend right now? Well, Ramya, again, I, I can't suggest for a moment anything right off the top of my head because there's so much out there mm. right now that we have access to books, podcasts, uh, just discussions and interviews out there, TED Talks and so on about all th sorts of things related. And a lot of it is history, which has always been my my favorite and hearing stuff in, as I am in London, Ontario, about the Underground Railway and its impact here um, and, and just the different people who took their place. Uh, in our history, um, it, it's wonderful. But I have to say, going back to that, 1976, Alex Haley, of course, released Roots. But the book that got me really, and just all of a sudden, I had it come to me, a CNIB uh, library book at the time when I was about 12, I think, it was Sounder. And this was released in 1970, mm -hmm. and that book really impacted me a lot. William H. Armstrong, the writer, it's been made into a movie. But it was an experience of a black family. And at the time, I didn't really exactly know when in history, what it was about. And knowing, you know, most things I'd heard were from the 1800s and slavery and, and leading into that. That was what I knew. And, of course, racial tensions in the 60s and so on. But not the stuff really before, the years before, where it was lifestyle to live that way. So that's a couple of things that I know. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I'm I'm sure, I mean, to some capacity, you know, recommended reads through school or uh, mandatory reads through school uh, put us on some of these subjects, especially as kids. But for me, I want to throw out two memoirs, um, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah and Alicia by Alicia Keys. These two books were just fabulous to get to know two individuals who are huge in the scene of entertainment and um, they're growing up, you know, their past, their histories, what they learned and all those learnings that they've put into the books. I appreciated just the candid thoughts and the thoughtfulness of these conversations that way. Oh, yeah. um, I also, there are books that, you know, controversially are written by non-black authors, but bring yes. a lot of black perspective uh, into the conversation, Kells. Like, To Kill a Mockingbird is obviously, by Harper Lee, is one of the biggest books of history to do this. For sure. For sure. And a lot of time, Ramya, I wouldn't know. I'll be honest. I certainly, if you said to me, name four black uh, authors, I couldn't do it. I'm not off the top of my head. And when I say authors, regular going on authors, I, I don't mean one book here telling a story about their life. Absolutely. Well, whatever it is you're reading, we hope you check out some of these recommended lists. There's uh, Black History Month reading lists on CELA, C-E-L-A library.ca, if that's the first place you want to go to. Taking a break and coming back with Michael Fair talking about notifications on our smartphones. This is Kelly and Ramia. Don't miss a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back. We're well into February at this point. It really feels like March is just around the corner after the long weekend that's uh, uh, to come, the family day long weekend that most of the country is recognizing. I think it's going to feel like just a hop, skip, and a jump away from March. But uh, still got to slow down, you know? Slow down and take in everything that we have to talk about on today's Kelly and Ramia episode. Let's start with tech and audio entertainment with Michael Fair. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. 
We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. Notifications. That's what we're talking about today. It's a big part of our smartphone experience, Mike, and they, of course, keep us posted on everything that's going on in the background as we finish other tasks. But it can be a royal pain at times dealing with notifications, and you're here to help us take charge of notifications today. So let's start with this. Why is it especially important for people to take time to optimize their notifications? Well, the thing to keep in mind is all the apps developers just uh, presume that you want to know the information that their apps can give you and that you want to know it right away. And that might not always be true. You might be in the middle of church and not want everyone to know that you've met your sleep goal four times in a row. That might be the wrong context for that information. Right. Uh, Things like that or or private uh, tweets or messages. Uh, you know, the, you might, there is information you want to keep private. And then there's the intrusiveness of it. Uh, you know, sighted people get a little ding and they look and they see it's very, you know, unobtrusive. But for us, you know, unless we're using a Braille display uh, or, or a headset of some kind, it's going to announce from our pockets or from wherever the mm. phone happens to be, you have this going on in 15 minutes or something like that, right? So, you know, it, it uh, behooves us to kind of think about when we want to be interrupted, when we need to be informed of things. Awesome. Yeah, it's so true because you think about it and no matter what you're doing, even if you're muted, some of those things creep on through or you move and the phone's reading it to you anyway. Um, when you're trying, yeah, when you're trying yeah. not to bother anyone <laughs> and it's like announcing loud and clear. Uh, what's the first step, Michael, to optimize notifications? The first thing you want to do is go into the notification settings. You go into settings, go into notifications and really take a, a good amount of time going through those settings and making decisions for each app. You wanna decide, there's a few settings that help you decide you know, ge- generally how things go. And then each app has its own style and you can make decisions about exactly what happens when a notification comes. Does it get delivered with sounds and banners and all the, the tools at, at people's disposal or does it arrive quietly uh, behind the scenes where you can check on it later at your leisure? You, know, uh, you can make decisions like that for each and every app and it's really worth your time to, to think about that and do that, build that foundation, and then use focus uh, mode settings to sort of build on top of that mm-hmm. uh, and change behavior when you need to. That's the newest part of the experience, the focus modes. Uh, modes, plural, because there are several yes. ways that you can handle it, right? It's not just the, as simple as do not disturb and on and off anymore. Right. But what? let's go back into notifications first. What are the count, stack, and list choices? So this is new in, in uh, it's primarily because of the lock screen changes. People want their lock screens looking snazzy. And you can now yes. choose to have notifications either show up as a count. So each app will display, you have this many notifications in that app and it'll change as obviously you get more or less notifications. Uh, stack will present them in a stack. So notifications will be in, in separate stacks for each app and you can flick up and down to sort of scroll through the stacks. And the last choice is list it, which is my preference, having it in the list. And that puts the most recent notifications first and just kind of orders them that way more. And I much prefer that for for accessibility for, for blind people. I think it works a lot better doing it that way. 
Right, because otherwise you have to highlight and open them up anyway. And at that time, too, if you want a quick look as to that last one that came in, and if you know there's more tied to that, eh, Michael, I guess you you then yeah. can, can go from there, right? Yeah, and you can expand groups if you come to a grouped. Uh, notifications can be grouped or, or expanded. You can do that quickly and then flick through a group or flick past it and go on to the next. So it's it's much. Right. Lists, I think, are the, are the optimum uh, for, for as far as I can tell. So... What are the Siri-related options? Well, for Siri, uh, it can announce notifications in your AirPods, and mm -hmm. that's for sighted people. So they can be looking at it and just have, you have this, you know, just piped in, just like we do with VoiceOver. But for us, we already have VoiceOver doing it. So I kind of look at that as a bit redundant, although nothing stops us from making use of it. Uh, the other thing you can decide is whether or not you, uh, you want Siri suggestions. I haven't done a lot with this, but basically Siri can kind of learn from what notifications you look at and kind of suggest, kind of prioritize uh, what notifications might be more uh, in, in urgent for you and less and things like that. I, I haven't really done much with it, but it's there if people need it. Same, series suggestions have never been intriguing for me or uh, like optimizing in any case, mm -hmm. but I will say for Siri reading out your notifications in your AirPods, very helpful for hands-free. Like if you're just kind of walking okay. around and you don't yeah. want to be picking up your phone all the time, that's great. But it can also, it's a double-edged sword because it can also work against you. You're in the middle of a conversation and then she's telling you in your ear this long message. It works out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you try to quiet it down, you hang up on who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Stop, yep. I can't hear this. Mm -hmm. uh oh. All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, are there other general settings that we should consider changing or thinking about? Yes, a couple here, uh, screen sharing, you can turn that off so that any notifications you get aren't shared with whoever you're sharing the screen with. And previews, you can decide whether or not to have previews shown on the lock screen or only if unlocked or not at all. And previews give uh, a bunch of information. Sometimes it's all you need to hear to, to deal with a notification. Uh, it, it's enough that you don't need to hear the rest, but other times you can go in and hear more. Uh, by going right to the notification in the center. So that's uh, that's basically what the, those two options can uh, can help you with. Awesome. Okay, Michael. That's amazing. That's great. Uh, let's move on to summaries because I'm curious how, how they're useful uh, to cut out or cut down on interruptions, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, you can schedule notifications instead of appearing in the notification center right away. Uh, apps are defaulted to time sensitive, but you don't have to leave them that way. You can, instead of having them uh, uh, set to immediate, you can have them set to scheduled. That will put them in the next summary and deliver them to the notification center at that point. And they won't even interrupt your day. They'll just pile up in, in the summary. And nice. you can schedule summaries to appear at the beginning and end, whatever you want them. And you can have as many as you like. I have one at 8 uh, a.m. and one at 8 p.m. And the, the, everything, you can even have it show the next summary that's being formed. So you can go in and see what's piling up in the, in the interim. And you, you can just decide. A, a bunch of apps like YouTube, I don't need to know right away what's new on YouTube. I can have mm. that just go into my summary and check it when I'm uh, ready to, to have some time to check and see. And that really can cut down on the clutter and the interruptions. Okay. You've mentioned this before sometime last year when uh, there were some updates to the iOS, but what are some notification styles? So styles are basically uh, banners. You can have them display as a temporary or a persistent banner that uh, displays on the screen. Sighted people can actually see through these banners. 
and they can either disappear after a while or they can stay there until you dismiss them. Uh, if, if you want to make darn sure you don't miss things, you can have right. sound, yes or no. So it can make a little sound uh, or not uh, as these things appear. You can have badges. So it, it has a little counter on my Gmail, for example, that increases as I get more messages. That's a badge on the app. So you go into the home screen, you look at the name of the app, and you'll see 120 in, in rough, roughly as what it was this morning for me, uh, messages in my email. So those are different things. Or you can have none of those things and so just have them quietly appear in the notification center or not appear, not be delivered to the notification center. Weather apps are like that. I don't need them piling up necessarily. Mm -hmm. So you can, there's all those things you can decide for each app and that's its style. That's how it's delivering the notifications to you. I love Fantastic. these, by the way. I, I have zero banners. I hate any kind of notification on my home screen, on my <laughs> lock screen and the, the notification center. And I love the badges because they're just, you know, you swipe around, explore by touch and know what has what um, notifications available. And my phone's always on silent, so I don't know anything about the sound. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the one too, right? Yeah. Keep it on mute or something like that. There's some really cool things that way that you can do to avoid those interruptions. But I, I still get a little, just, just at saying something. I may not even know what it's, a, mm -hmm. oh, something just came in there. So it is nice to cut it down because sure. there's just so many times if you're, especially darn Twitter weather alerts. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mike, <laughs> Absolutely. how can we interact with notifications? So basically, you uh, flick. You can go to the notification center. That's the, the that's the the place where you're really supposed to. That's what it's designed for, and you can uh, flick uh, left or right over the notifications. If if a notification is part of a group, double tapping will expand uh, or con uh, contract that group. Uh, if a group is expanded, then flicking right will go over the notifications in that group. And you can flick up and down through options because there are options for notifications. You can mute an app for a set amount of time. You can dismiss the notification. You can clear the whole group. There's a lot of different things like that that you can do. And then you can just double tap on notifications, which takes you immediately to the app, uh, typically what, that generated the notification. So all of those are possibilities, and some uh, some even have other options uh, depending on on how clever the app developers are at, at interacting with this stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's there's lots there. Uh, you know, flicking over them, uh, flick up and down with the rotor. Uh, that's because uh, it defaults to actions, so it'll give you any actions that are available uh, from from that level. Uh, so there's that's basically how you uh, you interact uh, on a, on a more granular level with notifications. Mm -hmm. Very handy too, and and yes. a way to manipulate everything instead of getting yourself in that panic. And especially if you do choose something, Michael, like your stack, if if that was the way you chose to find things, I would imagine that would be the best way to get the choices and go through it. That would that would flicking up and down would go through that stack, so that would be yeah. good in that. But if you wanted to do something like clear or uh, maybe mute uh, for sixty minutes, those are on the more menu, which is right. one of the options that you come to for the rotor. So that might uh, the stack version might uh, kind of upset that uh, yes, if you do you that. Have to, that's it's, an extra step to get to it. Yeah. So right. so think yeah. about how you want to interact with these things and and what you'll be doing and and then set your settings accordingly so that that you you can proceed as you would rather uh, for some people the counts you know just saying oh I have six more new notifications than I did earlier that might be enough so depending on your style uh, just because I think something's better doesn't mean it is for everybody right exactly and there's, there's lots of options so take time go through those settings 
and make the choices. And that way, when you nothing's written in stone, you can change any of that at yeah. any time. And that serves as your foundation to then build on with focus modes. Exactly. And then enter next week's conversation because you do have a method for your discussions uh, and the sequences yes. behind them. Is that what we're talking about next week? Absolutely. We're going to go into focus modes and how you can use those to change how your iPhone behaves during certain times when you really need things to behave differently vis-a-vis -vis notifications and interruptions. So that's what focuses really help you smooth out and uh, you can make it so that when you're traveling, your friend's in innocent inquiry isn't going to interrupt you as you're trying to cross a street or things like that. <laughs> exactly. You can really customize on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really appreciate that all three of us had some deferring um, perspectives on yes. how we handle our notifications because it's true. It's very much trial and it's error. It's a personal thing. Yeah. Individual. Yes. iOS really leaves a lot open like that. There's there's usually more than one way of approaching these things, and it's it's great to see you know a, a real uh, exploration of that. And, you know, people can look at these different options, try them out, and figure out what works best for them. Yeah, and the fact that they keep you know adding, tweaking, changing as the iOS is uh, upgrade means that there's a lot more to explore with you all the time, Mike. Thank you so much. A pleasure. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. Mike Fair joining us on Thursdays. Every Thursday we talk something tech or something audio entertainment and it sounds like we've started a little bit of a deep dive into iOS um, settings when, with, with regards to our notifications and focus mode and all that stuff. That'll be fun. Focus it is cool. It will be. Yes, it is. Coming up next on Kelly and Romeo, we're flipping through quirky stories from around the world. We're doing this every other week on Thursdays with Grant Hardy. We call it What in the World? Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. You're back with Kelly and Ramya on AMI. Thanks for joining us. We're here until 4 p.m. Eastern time for the live edition of the show. Kelly McDonald on that end, Ramya Amadan on this end. And I'll hand it over to you, Kels, because we want to get into whatever we're getting into next. So I've been having fun with everyone here. Uh -huh. uh, speaking of our uh, segment coming up, our What in the World segment, today... I have a little bit of a, I'm going to say outlaw look today because I'm thinking of those <laughs> Western tough guys, the six shooter carrier, six shooter carrying guys that, you know, talked with that drawl and, and, and rode their horses and kind of got that uh, Western look in my shirt today. Okay. And even the fedora has a bit bigger of a, of a brim uh, and is a darker gray. So and what's on the shirt? Folks, or what is uh, it's the just shirt? Check shirt. It's Got a check it. shirt. Okay. It's a little more check in that in the coloring scheme. I kind of the other day too, I wore one a little less, mm. jumping out and screaming at you. Western look, Western look. This one just is kind of a little more. It's less subtle. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of less subtle, let's bring Grant Hardy in for what in the world? Do you want to know about the craziest stories news has to offer? Look no further than What in the World with myself, Grant Hardy, where I explore the most preposterous, comical, and mind-boggling stories from all across the globe. So, that's the recipe. We're going to flip through some quirky stories from around the globe that Grant brings to us, all the way from Vancouver and parts unknown. Well, I think he'll know some of them when we hear the items that he brings to us. Welcome back, Grant. 
Hey, folks. Happy. Oh, what the heck day is this? Happy Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> and and it's a funny month because yesterday, I think I said on the show, Grant, we were halfway through the month, which was just lies, lies and poppycock. It's not at all true. We're more than halfway because there's 28 mm-hmm. days. That's right. I had to check myself at the door. So there we go. There so go. we're even further mm-hmm. than halfway a day for sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, one thing special thing that happened this month was Valentine's Day, right? Great day for couples. But what do you do if you're, uh, you know, you've just been dumped or you're single? Well, most of us, you know, maybe we'll eat some crackers in bed, you know, <laughs> listen to sad, sad songs, listen to watch a sad movie. That's not what a man in Singapore did when he was friend zoned. He is seeking more than $2 million U.S. in legal damages against a woman who he said caused him trauma after she rebuffed his romantic advances and told him she saw him only as a friend. The nerve. How much money? The nerve. Over $2 million U.S. Get out. The drone racing executive known as (laughs) K. Koshigan in legal documents alleged in a defamation lawsuit to be heard in Singapore's <laughs> high court next week or in a few weeks that the woman's rejection caused him sustained trauma and reductions in his earning capacity. Oh uh, let, this is going to set a bad precedent, man. Uh-huh. He first met the woman in a social setting in 2016, according to the uh, court ruling. Uh, Their friendship developed, but problems began to arise in September 2020 when they became misaligned about how they saw their relationship. The woman saw Koshigan as a friend, while Koshigan considered her to be his closest friend, according to court records. Um, Big difference. yeah, this upset him, and uh, she actually, this woman is amazing because she actually went through, like, counseling, spent, like, a long time trying to figure this out between the two of them, but it just wasn't working. Eventually, she ret- obtained a restraining order against Koshigan, who then filed the lawsuit. In the oh. oh, man. Wow. So, but I will say this. I do think one of them owes the other probably some money for emotional distress i just mm. don't think it's the woman who owes the man money it may yeah. just be the opposite i wonder way. if how, i wonder how many drones he you know in in his distractedness he lost crashed or whatever being upset yeah, but like, she did say friend but not as close of a friend <laughs> as he deems right but do you know what uh, can you i'm just imagining now like when this court proceeding like <laughs> draws to a close he's gonna, they're, they're gonna like leave the courtroom he's gonna turn to her and be like where does our relationship stand now oh my gosh <laughs> we went through all this together maybe we should yeah, give it yeah, another exactly. chance yeah it's like the best well, episode of judge judy um we'll go back to a couple of counselor visits and he and probably the yes. court will award two dollars oh. for whatever drink he spilled one day in in during his distress so brutal because I know that this is funny and I am also laughing, but I can't imagine what the woman, the, the, the she's totally, going through. Totally. 
It's I oh. actually very. I, well, I almost kind of disturbing. wondered what. Yeah, I almost kind of wondered whether this was what in the world appropriate because it's actually mm. like very disturbing. Well, you hear about and you don't want, but but you don't want to laugh either at people. Like like let's be fair. I mean, I'm, I think it's like ridiculous. It's funny that he would bring this to court. court. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, but I'm I also don't want him. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't want to take away though anyone's hurt feelings. And obviously, like you said, Grant, she did what she could to try to Honest. settle to settle this down, and he's struggling with what. It, so she does have a level of to a point understanding but after a point she got that look man you're you're scaring me so i need a restraining oh order yeah yes. yeah so, d- uh, does yeah no i'm sorry i was just gonna say how like imagine how this may impact the future of other people who actually want to do this kind of ridiculous thing Ugh. i think we'll wait and oh. see what the court oh, says gosh, like yes. uh, before I, th- I think he's filed some frivolous lawsuits before uh-huh. and they've been dismissed. So I, th- I think this maybe will be dismissed, but Let's we'll hope. keep our fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, all right. It, on a little bit of a lighter note here, you know, if you visit uh, Montreal, you might be tempted to look at uh, TripAdvisor, you know, figure out where you should uh, go to eat, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the top places was called Nouveau Duluth, a restaurant. It had only positive reviews. People were like, I can't believe this place exists. Uh, Really great uh, spot. Uh, It showed, there were some pictures. One showed, like, it looked like a living room. The other was a, a, uh, looked like a sports bar. There's only one problem, though. This place didn't actually exist. (laughs) I was wondering what it was going to be. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it, it took uh, uh, Trip Advisor quite a while to take this listing down. It turns out Quebec comedian Charles Deschamps uh, set up the fake restaurant listing on oh, TripAdvisor. No way. Oh, no. he, uh, oh. he, yeah, he says he's frustrated with platforms like TripAdvisor because they allow people to kind of gang up and uh, uh, mob businesses like, okay, let's get all my friends to write like a one-star review of this business. So he figured that he would prank (laughs) them and cause some trouble. Unfortunately, he didn't remove the geotag from one of the photos that he picked up put up which was actually from his own house and uh or his friend's <laughs> house and people actually showed up there so. oh, oh snap <clears throat> oh here's that's the living room fun. i got i want a table in the living room um and that's the whole thing and if you gave direction i forgot about the tag i was thinking more so does he make a fake address the alleyway alleyway third over from so from guy you know guy street or whatever and and people are like oh oh and this is the alley i can't seem to find the door oh well let's go to another restaurant i don't know where the door must be and it just be that elusive restaurant people talk about but can never find so they just move on i i thought that was going to be the kind of thing he had done let alone make it up and yeah yeah oh what are you doing at my door mm-hmm. well i'm here to book a table that Uh-oh. is brutal that people showed up at his door though <laughs> do you guys ever have just like that one thought in your mind at the back of your head when you are trying to find a place as low vision people blind people uh trying to find a place and not succeeding and thinking does this place exist i've actually had that happen no. very recently no. Where you had to go, you know, behind the building and around the alleyway yep. and through this and that to find this. It was a piano bar, very tucked away. And I was at one point thinking, like, are people <laughs> trolling me? Is this real? 
Yeah, no, I, I just figure I can't it. find it. That's what I figure. It's my uh, fault. I can't I'm figure it out. I'm such a skeptic. And, and anyone oh I gosh. stop and say, excuse me, could you help me find the or oh, no, I don't see it around here. I'm sorry. You know, and I, then I go home. Wait, so people are lying to me. Like, you can see it. Where is it? Yeah, I, could, I could totally see myself doing that. Like, no, this restaurant is here. I know it exists because I see I see it on the map. I just can't find it. People would be like, dude, like, come There's on, no man. Go, go home. And I'm like, no, you're trolling me. I know this exists. Yeah. Actually, the guy's I trying to... to get in that basement window. <laughs> I, I used to use a GPS app that uh, had, like, offline maps that you downloaded mm -hmm. so you could disconnect from the internet and you could still use it. But the problem was there were uh, there were actually businesses that were closed down and stuff that would still show up. Oh on the map, yeah, you couldn't rely on it. <laughs> Sadly, I live this in a part of I live in a part Go of ahead. Toronto that is absolutely the case. They, everywhere, almost everywhere, in all four directions, there are closed businesses closed years ago and still not updated, like on Google Maps. I don't know what the problem is. I'm I'm currently picturing Grant trying to open a door that he thinks is just stuck to an establishment that's actually closed. We found him here, yes. officers. He's been standing here confused inside the the lobby of this closed down theater. Yeah, he's he's uh -huh. shouting about how this person's like apartment building is supposed to be a Burger King. Right. <laughs> exactly. He can't find a table. <laughs> he can't find a table. Uh, really frustrated. I found, I found a table. It's just in someone's living room. Right. That's All right. right. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah it, you know if you're gonna uh, take a vehicle for a joyride you would think you would maybe well i was gonna say you'd want to take something inconspicuous maybe not uh but a man in the okanagan region of bc was found hiding in some bushes after a abandoning an ambulance stolen from the penticton regional hospital uh, our RCMP responded to reports that a man had gained entry into an ambulance parked at the hospital and drove it away. Police found the ambulance abandoned uh, a few, uh, just a few blocks away. Like, really? You're going to steal an ambulance? Just take it okay. a few blocks. Multiple officers quickly uh, responded to the uh, area, including like uh, patrol officers and police dogs even i guess stealing an ambulance is pretty serious business mm -hmm. uh, 45 minutes later they got another call about this guy hiding in the bushes they put two and two together and arrested the guy but i do yeah i do hope that he was at least like blaring the sirens as he was going yeah, at least Ride. At least went for that ride as opposed to playing <laughs> yeah. with the narcotics and everything else and checking his blood pressure and uh, you know everything else he could have done. How did he See, get access? Well, it's sitting there outside the emergency. Is it that easy to just like yeah. hop into an and, ambulance and, 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 just get, and get that out of your head? Get it out of your I'm head. Just Never saying, mind like, how that's easy. Kinda, that's kind of <laughs> scary to me, you know. But it's true, right? Because it yeah. happened in Kitchener, Kitchener, Guelph, uh, a couple of years ago, and whoever oh, really? took it, they were, they went all over, like not just a couple of blocks. They went from city to city. Yeah, that's in the scary ambulance. to me. It like was nuts. Fire trucks, and the police, police cars, them? ambulance. Oh, good grief! In order to a fire like, truck. Yeah, exactly. Just being able to hop in and go for a joint. That's it. Should be harder than that. Yeah, well, I, I think, think the so hard too. part is driving it. <laughs> you know, the ambulance is a little easier than driving a that's fire truck. That's usually not a thing that'll deter people, though. I wonder if no, I'm going to drive this. Well, if I can get yeah. in, I'll figure it out. Ah, jeez, I keep banging into that building, but I'll forget it. Yeah. Grant, unbelievable yeah. stuff, but, sir. Thank you.
it, we call it rapid transit. I mean, that'd be great <laughs> if we could get around in an ambulance, you know, instead of having to take an Uber or the oh, transit or whatever. We, we should be allowed to do that. Yeah, Don't I'm give kidding. Uber any ideas or they'll pull up with the siren <laughs> on for you next in an ambulance. <laughs> All right, Thanks, Chris. Always a pleasure. We call it What in the World. Grant Hardy presides over this every uh, two weeks here on the program at this time. Boy, lots of stuff there to make you say for sure. What in the world, Ramya? Absolutely. And lots more stories to come because it's the buzz with Bill Shackleton up next. How did we plan this? We'll be right back on Kelly and Ramya. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Back to Kelly and Remya on AMI. And Kels, I have to tell you, I think I did something pretty savage today. I don't know if others do this. I only have myself to compare to. Uh, I didn't have time for breakfast or smoothie or anything like that. So I threw in my chia seeds, hemp seeds, and flax seeds into a glass of orange juice and just drank it. <laughs> um, why did you choose the orange juice? Just because it I was just didn't what you want were to do have? it with water. That sounds gross. But yeah, but orange taste? juice is fine. Like I can stand orange juice. It doesn't taste medicinal. It tasted fine. It just it had like the floating seeds in it, though. Did it take the taste of the orange? Yeah, but they're so would. tiny, right? Like the, yeah. these seeds are tiny. They don't bother me to begin with. But would you do something like this? No, no, no. <laughs> no I would, if I was going to do something like that, well, I'd either just eat it like themselves. I don't know if I'd just mix like toss them it in, in your something. mouth. It's not oh like they're gonna gosh. dissolve in my head. Like in my head, yeah. no, they're not gonna dissolve in and the liquid. And they don't Those dissolve don't. anyway. No, like no. the the appropriate way to do this is to toss the seeds on, you know, your bowl like of cereal yogurt or something. Or something. Yogurt. Yeah, or mix yeah. it in there. Right. That was just way too much time. Even cottage cheese. <laughs> no, why why I, I cottage cheese exactly oh because i wanted to see if you'd react badly to that i wanted it to be done and so i threw it into orange juice and i drank it i'm i'm just telling you that's what happened um that was interesting. Proud Talk of about it. being in a hurry I just love the, and as soon as you said, I don't know if others do this, because I thought, oh, good grief, <laughs> well, what are we going to okay, learn fine. here we don't want to know about? If you're listening out there, I want you to share a story of you, you know, on the verge of skipping breakfast and what you did in spite. In, in so health food, things like that, or yeah. have you ever, someone struggling eating vitamin or swallowing vitamins? Vitamins, with protein them? powder. I've heard some people yeah. just like swallow their protein powder dry and then chug oh. water after. That's. Yeah, I'm not there, there with that. No. Wow. Anyways, I don't know if our next guest can relate to any of this, but uh, Bill Shackleton, he joins us Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays at the bottom of the first hour of Kelly and Romeo, and he brings us you know, a few stories for us to talk over, kind of like what we just did with Grant on What in the World, but this is a buzz, so we have no idea what's coming. Hey, Billy. Hello. What I do is uh, granola. I put the flax, I get, I get yes. granola with, with cashews and all that in it. I think it's good. Yeah, that's proper. Like, that's the way it should be eaten. And it's, yeah. it's good and healthy. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't and, want to do notice, any of that. Bill, straightforward, he just does it the normal way. Leave it to you to do it a little different. Orange juice. And again, it in. People, Liquid put, people do put seeds. things in orange juice. You mix yeah. it into things with flax Usually it's a smoothie, stuff, right? though. Yeah, usually you part of something. Like juice with seeds yeah. in it. I don't know. I, it didn't feel that weird drinking it, but well, I thought no, it might be and, weird saying it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But then when you really reflect on it, Billy, it's 
not that bad, right? It's not so odd. Yeah. Oh, no, See? I guess not. We've, we've taken up half the segment warming up to this idea. Thanks, Billy, for dedicating. Now you're going to have a run <laughs> of people doing this now tonight. I wonder how weird so they can tweet you and say, um, you're just, uh, that's terrible. I'm basically putting people on. Okay, so, Billy, what do you have for us? Well, Trip this, advisory. Yeah, uh, we're going on a trip, but we're going to talk about the BBC. This is a really fascinating article. BBC ends toddler's truce TV blackout. Hmm. This is really from the Globe and Mail, and the back in the 1950s, um, parents had help by, uh, you know, in order to get their kids to sleep. Um, so the only screen that was that, of course, the BBC was the only uh, network going back then. The only screen that was on between six and seven was blacked out. So. You know how parents and, and kids fight over TV. I want to watch TV and so on and so on. Uh-huh. So under a government edict, the BBC was required to shut down between 6 and 7 p.m. Oh. In the, yeah. In the hope that, you know, the, the, the parents would get their kids to, be, to sleep. So, but, you know, be easier to get to bed. Fascinating. Um, in 19... 55 though when itv came along of course they said oh you know we gotta make money the bbc <laughs> said well <laughs> we can save money by not broadcasting for an hour <laughs> <laughs> well opposite ends of the stick i yes, still find it. it funny between six and seven and the kids are going to bed that early what about the six o'clock no no news what do we do put it at five no. interesting yeah, it, it is. And I don't know where the time came from, but basically what happened um, in, I believe in 1955, the rule was overturned. And in 1957, um, the 6-7 show or the 5-6 show was the first musical show that was broadcast anywhere in Britain. It started at 6.05 p.m. Um, Interesting thing is, why don't they just shut down the internet between six and seven or six and eight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shut down the internet. <laughs> yeah, so, so parents kids... can get their kids to bed. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. right. Yeah, like imagine if it was built into all our devices. Oh yeah, that and our phones happened? would just shut off. There's no way mm. around it. But then would come along like that other channel over there did when they started saying, look, we're going to be on the air. We got to make money. Then, of course, the, some people would get the idea. Well, no, things should just come up from the Internet that help rock get kids to go to sleep. Maybe yeah. special ba you know, music or or sleep sounds. Baby and stuff shark like for that. everybody. Oh, wait, exactly. no, that's a dance party. OK. And no. Yeah, oh, good grief. And no adult stuff for a certain time or something. Maybe that's that's the way they would counterbalance that. I, I guess so, but I did. Yeah. I do find that fascinating <laughs> that they would do that. That they that actually did happen. Like yeah, and well, and it was a big thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there were other times that things would go off the air, or you wouldn't do certain things a lot more, especially like for example on sun on Sundays on on the stat holidays. There were just things at different times that you and you know death notices back then were were read on the air mm -hmm. at a lot of services locally. And there was those times in which you did these things and times you didn't. Interesting, but I wonder Next. though because one last thought because um 
in the 50s and 60s, that's when this happened, right, Billy, originally? 50s, in, eh? in the 50s. Early 50s. 50s. Yeah. 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 At, at that time, like, everybody was watching the same programming, give or take, right? Whereas mm -hmm. now, we're everywhere. At any given time, there's, you know, thousands and millions of uh, content things to be focusing on. So uh, imagine how many people would have to sign up on this, how many platforms. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Could you just imagine... The hypothetical is so everything? interesting, though. Yeah. Oh, people would go yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that to me. I have rights. Yeah. Put your child right. to bed. I don't have one. <laughs> go ahead, Bill. Yeah, let's do this next one. Eyes to the sky. Um, actually, researchers um, see a, a more uptake in flying UFO objects. This is kind of interesting in that in light of... The three uh, did, did the U.S. shoot down three UFO object flying objects, and there's been an uptake since then in sightings. Now a lot of people are, you know, then a lot of people didn't report them, but apparently now people are uh, coming out of the woodwork and saying, um, "I saw this, I saw these things," and when you talk about UFOs. Um, it conjures up uh, uh, visions of conspiracy theorists and so on. But I don't know what you guys think of these of, of this uptake. We don't know what these objects are. And we we may be, according to the article, starting to change our tune in in that these things are not necessarily um, fake. They're real. They're not just conspiracy theorists. There's something really going on. I have very little to say on the subject matter. I think that it, the what ifs are what probably lead the conversations around this at this point, right? Like, what if they're real? But what if they're not? And what if they're significant? And what if they're not? So, yeah, you're seeing a lot of that tug of war, Billy. But it's almost like until we know if and when it is something, we can't necessarily... All we can say is what we think it is or what we don't mm -hmm. think it is. I do find, though, that it's, you know, interesting that more people are coming out of the woodwork and see, saying that they've seen these things, whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we have called? different things. I think we have different things we can think they are. And right now we can pretend they're balloons or something. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. We just can't. But I think we had so much content in the 60s, 70s that made people say, oh, my mouth, they're going to take me away. And, and, you know, say that something's wrong with me or I'm making something uh, or, or something else. And people didn't want to be a part of that. Or didn't want to be made as part of a circus over uh -huh. something. Um, and I think that's what made people, even if they saw something, it, when we think something, we see something. Oh, no, that must have been. We can come up with hundreds of things it could have been. Must have been a reflection from the city or something in the air. Maybe it's smoke mm. that's reflecting off of a cloud, like, you know, because remember, there's a light hitting it. Remember the poles? Was it last year oh, yeah. or the year before where, you know, even just on this show, we have a trail of uh, the conversations of these polls that were just showing up, quote unquote, yep. it, all over the United those? States. I, yeah, I everywhere. They had, they had the different place and they were huge things. And then there was the noise in Windsor, Ontario, oh, that people yeah. were where, yeah, the, where the heck right. that was and, um, and, and sudden things right? like that. that and, but people get afraid to say, yeah, I mean, noises, 
I find or anything we can say came from somewhere around on Earth is okay. As soon as you start saying, Physical I saw something objects. in the sky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure you did. Uh, I'll see you later. Yeah, you know, and with the polls, there was there was so much of, there always is, right, the bipolarity of people, or polarity, sorry, of people saying, yeah, they're there, I saw them, here's a picture, they're all over the internet, I can't be the only one because you saw it too. And then half the world being like, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah right. I didn't see it though, so yeah. therefore, yeah, 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 and this yeah. picture, you're not fooling me, it's doctored up somehow. Exactly, and 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 I, I say this is so significant because there were multiple occurrences. It yep. wasn't just in, the one in, poll, the one time, the one year. No, in different places, it, and, and not something easy to, even though the places were fairly isolated, to get in and out. So, But then you hear nothing of it because there is no answer. Yeah. Or somebody says, look, you probably better stop going on about that because, you know, we're scaring people. I think that's a lot of it, too, scaring people. Scaring and the accusations. Um, you yep. know, who's in charge of, who's responsible for. That's where, Billy, going back to the word you used, the conspiracy theories start coming in. Yeah, Full right. force, right? And they certainly yeah. did. Yes, oh, yeah. and they certainly are. Uh, with with the, the current circumstances and the quote balloons, like mm -hmm. the you know who's in charge of this, who's responsible, and that becomes the mob mentality, the, the you know the the conspiracy snowball of it all. Well, and we don't need any of that right now because there's enough tension with other oh, countries. Gosh, so you yeah. got to be careful what we're saying about and accusing of because things can lead to where, yeah, that war started over some, you know, box that was in the air that was propelled by some company that was doing a research project. You know, you just don't want any of it. Bill, I think we could squeeze one more. Well, actually we can do this one. Um, survey finds few besties are coworkers. So, you know, the, the old additive, do you, do you need a friend um, as a coworker? Or do you stay away from, you know, do you, do you sort Workplace of say, no, I don't want, yeah, yeah. work face. Now, apparently you, the, the survey says that you do. And um, um, two in 10 um, one under 35 in the U S have a best friend as a coworker, which dropped for three percentage points um, since 2019. It's kind of interesting in that they're more important now um with with covid and because of the lack of traveling because of hybrid you know when you when you um, you know when you have a problem do you go to your family or go to your work sometimes mm -hmm. your work friend can give you a better perspective and what can your family do if you have a work problem what are they going to say right and because mm -hmm. you spend so much time working like potentially yeah. eight hours a day potentially more uh five plus days a week you you will have not just works specific problems but problems at work right like that just conflicts and things like that someone at yeah. that moment yeah 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 and 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 actually they also the article always said that it can you know being friends with your boss people are more pr productive um and that sort of thing if if you have a friend at work i guess because mm. you have a, more things in common or whatever and you can relate to a work site or a work situation well, it's kind of what we were talking about yesterday with fostering deep relationships at work and how important that is. Billy, we got to let you go. Thank you so much, though. These were great. Okay. All right. Fabulous. As always, on the buzz with Bill Shackleton, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And we have a whole other hour of Kelly and Roman coming your way right ahead after this break.
keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.